Hi. Welcome to our slash stories about Kevin. Kevin in a pharmacy. Story by the Brainsoft Group. I've worked in a number of places over the years, and I've had a number of colleagues. Most were competent, some were just dumb as soup, and there was the Kevin of the story. One of my jobs was in a hospital pharmacy. Now anyone who has gotten a prescription will know you get your medication in a bottle with a sticky label on it, or it might come in a jar if it's a cream. What you might not know is that the pharmacy doesn't receive them this way. For example, antibiotics will come in a huge tub of like 2,000 or 5,000, and then someone will sit there for the day with a couple of these tubs, 200 little bottles, a pill counter, which is like a large metal triangle, fill those little bottles from the huge tubs. Each bottle will then have a label stuck on it. Each different medication has different rules you need to follow when packing. Packing pills really doesn't require more than wearing gloves and a hairnet. Certain things additionally require a mask, as they produce fine powders, fumes, a nasty smell, etc., and then there is the worst thing I ever packed, monochloroacetic acid crystals, used to burn off warts. To pack these crystals, you had to wear a lab coat, two layers of gloves, the sleeves of the lab coat tucked into the gloves, hairnet, eye goggles, respirator mask, ordinary masks just wouldn't cut it, you could only handle the crystals with tongs, and you carry out the packing in a special box, can't remember the name of it but it's some kind of negative pressure box designed to prevent any dust particles of the crystals from getting into the atmosphere. You then had to shower immediately after you were done. Over the three or four times I packed them, even with all the above protection, I still once ended up with some very minor burns and a blister on my wrists, where my lab coat had come a little loose from inside the gloves and small amounts of the crystals came into contact with my skin. This didn't rate a reportable incident, just needed some Nivea cream to take the sting off, a couple of antihistamines to take care of the itchiness from a small outbreak of hives, and an examination from a doctor to confirm I was fine. Now on to the story of Kevin packing these crystals. When he started working in the department I thought Kevin was just one of those people who liked to be contrary for the contrary sake. He'd never wear a hairnet, he would wear gloves only if he was actually touching the medication and with the way he labeled things you'd think Stevie Wonder had done it. But boy oh boy, the monochloroacetic incident proved this was a guy who did not play with a full deck. Our pharmacy lead for the day went through all of the safety precautions with Kevin, reinforcing why each one was necessary. Kevin went off to do his thing, and we all went off to do ours. I do remember we were shorthanded that day. If we hadn't been, then things almost certainly wouldn't have been quite so bad. After an hour or so, I was given the task to help make a cream for a patient being discharged from a ward. Due to one of the components, I can't remember, but it may have been vitamin A or vitamin E powder. It was advised that female staff shouldn't be involved in making creams using it, I think there was some kind of pregnancy risk? Any pharmacists out there please feel free to jog my memory. It was then that I discovered Kevin, and I hit the alarm. Kevin was unconscious on the floor, and thankfully he was breathing. I called for the emergency medical team, and he got taken to A and E ER, needed a bicarbonate bath to wash the acid dust off, had his eyes washed out in case any acid dust had gotten into them had some rather nasty localized burns on his arms, had a massive outbreak of hives across his chest, and spent a week in the hospital recovering. When we were compiling the incident report we found out that Kevin had decided not to use most of the protective equipment because it really slowed down how quickly he could pack the crystals. Never mind all the protective gear is there to make sure you don't end up losing a layer of skin, being blinded, cooking your lungs from the inside out, or worse. Even after everything he went through, even when he sat through the various incident meetings, even when he was being followed up six weeks later to ensure he had fully recovered, he still didn't understand what happened or how he ended up in a hospital bed. 
the pharmacy's safety protocols underwent a rigorous external review, and it was decided that although everything we had in place was more than adequate, one recommendation was made, and that was that when someone was packing monochloroacetic crystals in future there had to be another member of staff physically in the department. Kevin was lucky to have survived as he could have been on the floor for hours before being discovered. He was even luckier to keep his job. Yes, Kevin actually managed to keep his job. Although a month later, the pharmacy underwent a restructuring that meant we had to lose a member of staff. We all had to apply for our own jobs, and guess who was the one member of staff who didn't? If you said Kevin, then you are today's winner. This Kevin makes Lloyd Christmas look like a genius. Story by Benjiblack243 So I've known this guy for years, and to keep his info private I'll be calling him Kevin. He is hands down the dumbest, most neckbeard motherfucker I've ever met. He sits in his room all day, in government-assisted housing. He refuses to get a job after being fired as a security guard. Why did he get fired you ask? He fell asleep on the clock and three women in labor were stuck outside for 30 minutes while he was in their view. Now he just sits around all day playing Xbox, eating chips, and feeling sorry for himself. He switches between the idea that all women are whores and the idea that no woman will ever want him. He's even considered going back to his ex-girlfriend, who has a restraining order against him. I told him it was an awful idea but more on that later. He does some of the stupidest shit too. The floor in his apartment is scorched from multiple incidents with fire and it's always filthy. I don't go over to see him a lot because honestly it just kind of smells bad. He sleeps with a cum blanket next to his face and I'd bet all my money he's never washed it. It's completely stained and I, stupidly picked it up once and it's stiff as a board. He claims it's drool though. He's not independent in the slightest, and I come over to cook for him on occasion when he's too focused on a game to eat for days. He drives me crazy but I still care about him. He's 19 and can only stay in his housing situation until 21. After that, he's on his own. He's saving no money and anything he is goes to buying himself more weed. Anyways that's a bit of what's going on currently, but let me take you back to when I lived with him. Here's a bullet point list of all the stupid shit that he's done. Punched multiple holes in his wall because he didn't want to clean his room. Threw temper tantrums constantly even though he was an adult and just destroying his own property. He was a senior in high school when I lived with him but he refused to get up for school. As per usual, refused to get a job and refused to do chores around the house. Constantly complained about being single even when one of my friends was throwing themselves at him, but they were too ugly for him. He's not exactly Prince Charming. Swore he was going into the army but cried when asked to do dishes and was taken out for an hour, curled up in a ball crying when I half-heartedly kicked him in the leg for snapping a belt next to my ear and making me deaf in one side for a few hours. Still can't hear as well out of that ear. Refused to feed or clean up after his dog and threw a tantrum when his stepmom came by and took the dog to her house. Ripped open his 360 because it wasn't working and, you guessed it, threw a tantrum when it wouldn't turn back on. A favorite pastime of his was lighting cotton swabs on fire and dropping them into a pop can filled with rubbing alcohol. Then he complained constantly that his room smelled like burned crap. If you've ever smelled burning cotton you'd understand how bad it is. Not to mention how stupid and dangerous dropping fire into a can full of alcohol is. He didn't feed his fish, which were so hidden that I didn't even know they existed, and when they died, he just left them there to rot and stink up the entire house. Decided to get engaged to a girl before even dating her and got mad when I talked him out of it. Flew to LA with no money and no way back and I was unable to convince him that it probably wasn't the best idea, those are just a few of the things off the top of my head. But today he just did, hands down the dumbest thing I've ever heard about in my life. So this morning I was rudely awoken by a phone call. 
I worked late so it was about 12.30 p.m., half asleep I pick up the phone and lo and behold, it was Kevin and he's been arrested. He called me from the station as if I'm gonna be able to help him. He has this crazy bitch of an ex-girlfriend. When he dumped her because she was physically abusive towards him, she lost her mind. Instead of just moving on like a normal person, she went to the police and told them that he was abusive and she got a restraining order against him and got him fired from his job. That was a little over a year ago, but the dumbass decided that he was still in love with her. He's been telling me for months that he's depressed without her, and of course, I've been telling him that he's a moron because she was horrible. Well, today the idiot decided to show up at her house and beg for her back, breaking the no-contact restraining order. The cops showed up, and he got himself arrested. Now he's asking me to bail him out. I don't know why he called me, because I currently have $67 in my bank account, and the bailout is $2,500. He really thought showing up at his ex-girlfriend's house with a bouquet of roses was going to make her forget that she got a restraining order against him as revenge. Personally, I hate her because while Kevin is dumb he's not an abuser and she only did it to ruin his credibility. So now Kevin's sitting in jail, and part of me wants to tell him I told you so but the other part of me just feels bad for him. My sister's ex was a Kevin. Story by Overly Adorable. A while back, my sister dated a young lad. He was 14 when they got together and 16 when they broke up. She's two years younger than him. My sister is idiotic enough but compared to him, she's a genius. Here's a list of stuff I can remember off the top of my head. He broke five phones in a short period of time. One was by throwing it on the roof and, before we could get it down, threw something else up there which knocked it off and broke it. Mum loaned him my spare when I was at work, he came over the next day and it was broken. Like, bent in half broken. He said he got hit by a car but had no bruising and it was just the phone that was damaged. Most were broken when he worked on a phone stall in an indoor market. Lost his house keys. Turned out, he'd been dared by a friend to stick them where the sun doesn't shine, he did and ended up in the hospital. He then dared his friend to do the same but the friend asked him to do it first so he did and ended up in the hospital a second time. His parents refused to let him have any keys after that. My mom handed him a spare key to our house because she didn't believe what had happened until his dad showed her a video he was sent of him doing it. He tried buying lottery tickets at 15, the legal age was 16 at the time. The first time he provided ID and was refused, the second time he just showed a selfie that he'd written I'm old enough to buy lottery tickets. He tried the same with alcohol several times. He tried stealing bottles of alcohol but got caught every single time. On at least three occasions, he tried saying he bought it from a certain till. The first time all tills near where he said were closed. The second time he chose someone who was on but said he hadn't been through with anything. The third time, security had watched him walk in, grab a bottle and go to walk out with it and before security got to him, his mother just so happened to be walking in. She made a scene and then tried buying it but was refused. She ended up getting banned from there along with her son and his friends. He asked if he could borrow a ladder to get on our roof. He said that this time was to prove a point, after the phone on the roof incident. The point was that an umbrella could be used as a more effective parachute. He plays, or at least played, a lot of Fortnite. He was never any good at it but that's where he got the idea. He called his stepmother a butch bitch. Neither she nor his dad liked that and he was banned from going there until she received an apology. His apology? Sorry, you married a man in drag, dad. Edit to clarify, the apology was said to his stepmother, not his dad. I found it funny enough until he mentioned this part. Talked his friend into doing the ice bucket challenge four years after the popularity died down. When the friend sat on the ground, he teabagged the friend. The same friend managed to trick him into letting him do it back to him the same day and recorded it. 
This was the same friend who dared him to shove the key up his bum. Supposedly forgot where we lived and walked into the house opposite. There was a single woman with a young child opposite. Rumors of break-ins and thefts were on the rise in the area so they were terrified when he barged in. The next day, he walked straight into another neighbor's house where he got pinned down and started crying. This was about a month before they broke up for good. Came over crying and saying his girlfriend broke up with him and won't leave until she takes him back. My sister was his girlfriend and hadn't broken up. He managed to convince her and my parents it was a dream. Accused my sister of cheating the next day. When my sister mentioned this is suspicious, he let her look through his phone. He had at least three numbers saved as mom and four as a dad. His stepmom was saved as dad and my sister was saved as mom. He was chatting the other five up. His parents were saved under their first names. There was also someone with the same first name as his stepmom he'd also been massaging as well but most of them seemed out of context, it was almost too obvious he'd been deleting messages. My guess was one of them was the girl who'd broken up with him the day before. He got banned from the petrol station down the road after he managed to get a shopping trolley and not only tried to go through the car wash, he tried filling it up with fuel. The nearest place he could have got this trolley is four miles away from us in the opposite direction to him. He was fired and banned from the local indoor market because he kept loudly daring people to take a shit in the clothes stall opposite. He was fired and went over to piss on the clothes. He was banned until he can pay for the damages, which he refused to do. Came over to talk to my sister at 3 in the morning because he thought AM was the afternoon. His logic was that AM and afternoon both start with A and people start the morning with a P, which is apparently just one letter. He also added he goes for a poo in the morning which starts with P, just like PM. The fact that it was dark outside meant absolutely nothing to him. Gave my sister a ring and a necklace for her birthday. Sounds great but his dad phoned and asked if we'd seen him with any jewelry recently. He described the ring and necklace perfectly. Turned out, his dad gave them to his wife for their 10-year anniversary a month prior. They were returned and a few days later, he brought over another ring and necklace and two pairs of earrings that he swore he bought. His mother came over the next day and had a very similar conversation as we'd had with his dad only days prior, only these had been given to her by her deceased grandparents. I wanted to add that his dad took him camping for a little over a week, he left Friday, returned a week on Monday, and saw my sister the Thursday morning before leaving and Tuesday evening after returning. His dad told his mum not to worry as he had everything packed. Turns out he just meant for himself and the kids had to sleep in the mud and go clothes shopping the next day covered in mud. When he returned said he hadn't seen my sister in four days. His reasoning? The first day he didn't see my sister was a Friday, the last was a Monday, and the week between didn't count. My former co-worker was a Kevin. Story by Black and Death Zombie. I worked with this guy who was 22, in sales, and extremely eager to succeed in life. He wore large stud earrings and bracelets with cubic zirconia, because they are almost like diamonds. He has a belt that spelled Tommy Hilfiger and a gold watch larger than any size I've seen. Though enthusiastic, he wasn't very bright with a touch of casual ignorance racism, and even though his father was Mexican he was, as he phrased it himself, white passing. I spent eight months with him, I'm at least 20 years his age, trying to open his mind. Important to an ad is that I am myself an immigrant from a Scandinavian country. Here are my stories. A lady said she was from the UK and Kevin managed to forget this since he a few hours later tried to figure out where London was located. His first guess was is it like next to Paris? I'm a bit unsure if he actually knows the difference between UK and England, but I just didn't have enough spoons to ask. The reason he went down this rabbit hole was that Ong did you see how fucking beautiful she was and are they all that beautiful over there? He thinks Bolivia is in Europe who expects anyone to remember all the countries in the world anyway. On the other hand, 
he doesn't know Denmark is actually a country either. People with diabetes can't be firefighters because if they get hurt, like on their axe or a huge rip over their back, then they will develop gangrene and die. Then he spent an hour arguing with me about how dangerous diabetes is. Now, to be fair, this is the US, and diabetes is definitely not handled very well. I am though sure that even people with diabetes can be firefighters in the US. I explained that I wasn't so sure about taking my husband's name because why should I? And Kevin got extremely upset I will never marry someone who doesn't take my last name because that's how it is. Unless she makes six figures then I do it of course. So apparently. Misogyny is not as important as money. My boss had to have surgery and Kevin cut off her just to ask what type of sedation do they use for surgeries? Venom? It's always the man who pays for dates and if they are like two gay ladies, then the one who is most manly will pay. Note that our boss was actually lesbian so we of course poked him about his pompous men always pay and that's when he explained that it's apparently the more butch lady who pays if they are lesbian. I feel sorry for blind people because they can't work with anything because they are disabled and once you're disabled you're not allowed to work. Kevin had never before encountered the possibility that disabled people do indeed work. After I explained that my dog has allergies and needs to see the vet because he's been shaking his ears, Kevin immediately asks if my dog is allergic to, peanuts. Kevin's geography knowledge was not very good and he guessed why Venezuela is in Europe. When I, an immigrant, talked about the Donner's party, Kevin, born in Southern California, didn't believe me that it happened in California and was convinced that it was somewhere in the Himalayas. We googled it. He was of course wrong. I knew but at this point, I tried training him in searching for sources instead of relying on hearsay. When describing the movie Alive taking place in the Andes, South America, Kevin is confused because it wasn't either the Rocky Mountains, Sierra Nevada, or the Himalayas. He couldn't either wrap his head around the fact that the Andes aren't covered in rainforest, even if they are in Latin America. Kevin has several times tried to convince me that ghosts are real by showing me real CCTV footage on YouTube and he won't accept that they may have been manipulated. I mean, don't take my word for it but YouTube videos? Kevin claims that the pyramids are alien because no one knows how they are built and I explain that they aren't alien and that we actually have a good idea of how they are built. I also happen to have a degree in archaeology but since Kevin doesn't believe in stuff, I decided to show him how they were made by using a YouTube video, since we apparently have established that to be a proper scientific media source. He did not believe me. Kevin's had hardcore beliefs in God and to prove me wrong he googled and find the first article about a 4-5 year old kid dying in an operation and was brought back to life and told everyone he saw Jesus. My co-worker's main argument was 4-5 year olds can't make up that type of lies so it has to be the truth. This is a fact, right there pointing at the article so you can't argue against it. Also, hell exists and when we die we go to sleep and our soul will leave our body because that's the only thing that can be true. He does though acknowledge other religions and whatever people believe in, is where they will end up, except atheists because not believing doesn't count for not ending up somewhere, and we will see who's speaking the truth when you die. Kevin thinks Portugal is close to Japan. Kevin doesn't know that Native Americans were once incorrectly named Indians because Columbus thought he was in India. But he knows that that's a bad word and won't use it since that's a fighting word dude. Note that he's a full-born and raised American and I'm an immigrant. He's not against gay people but he explained to me how having gays in the army won't be a good idea because they are more feminine. He didn't quite explain how that is and I honestly didn't want to ask since he's just too uneducated. When I explained that the army probably already has a ton of gay people without him knowing, he looked a bit puzzled yeah maybe. He believes HIV will immediately be transmitted via a kiss on the forehead. He finally asked me how we celebrate Thanksgiving in my home country and after the longest 30 minutes, 
I realize that he assumed all white people as colonized their lands so it's therefore natural that we also celebrate some sort of thanksgiving too. I had to explain to him that no one lived there before and we were first to know, we did not in fact conquer anyone to settle there because, before us, there were kilometers of thick ice covering this area 10000 years ago. Diabetic cutting toenails have to be careful because if they cut wrong they can get an infection, sepsis, and die. Kevin was very obsessed with people immediately dying of diabetes. A person enters my work to ask for assistance with their problem but leaves shortly after. My co-worker and I discussed why he left so soon, and I suggest that he might not have understood us based on his thick accent which made it obvious that English wasn't his first language and this may have acted as a barrier to understanding what we could provide him. Cue a shocked gasp from co-worker white people can't have accents. While talking to me. A white immigrant. With an accent. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.